thinking out loud. Think thinking out loud. Thinking out loud. Thinking 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 out loud. Yo 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 yo. It's your boy Modest Sack. Uh, welcome to another episode of Thinking Out Loud, the show where there's hot takes on all sorts of topics and a lot of them don't make sense, but some of them are actually thought through. Um, if you're hearing background noise, which I'm not sure, but you might be, if you're hearing background noise, it's because we arrived and uh, I don't want to say Chinese, maybe the Taiwanese, Korean, I don't know. Someone's having a birthday party and they're having a real good time out there, right outside the studio. I don't get it. Um, as always, you know, she's pretty much co-host at this point, kind of, but not yet. But I'm joined by, um, China Haid. Say hello. Hello. Hello, guys. I'm also joined by China's housemate, Ria. Hiya. And my classmate, same course as me, much, you know, he actually goes to the lectures, TJ. Well gone. All right. So, um, as opposed to last week. A lot has happened this week. Like, I genuinely do not think I'm going to get to everything. But, you know, the more the merrier. It's it's better to have stuff than to not have stuff. But right off the bat, we're going to jump into this. You know, rest in peace to Stephen Hawkins, one of the greatest thinkers of our generation. He was one of those guys that it was kind of like was always old, but you don't think they were going to die. Right. Like Morgan Freeman, Morgan Freeman, Larry King. These are people that, they've always been old, but when they die, I'm still going to be very surprised. So um, RIP to, RIP to you, man. I hope you're having a good time up there, you know. Uh, his mouth works now, so he can be doing all sorts of fuggery. But I'm not going <laughs> to, I ain't going to throw dirt on the man's name. <laughs> However, there were a few revelations that came from his death. Because as always, I was just browsing Twitter you know, as I do, I say I hate Twitter. I really love it, clearly, because I'm on it all the time, just reading stuff. I told myself I'm going to get more active, but we'll talk about that later. But I found out there is a disabled Twitter. The same way there's black Twitter, the same way there's, you know, Asian Twitter, Muslim Twitter, there's a disabled Twitter. I had no idea this was a thing. And they're not happy. They're not happy. I, um... There was one tweet I saw in particular, and it was a disabled woman, and she was replying to all the, the messages, because uh, a lot of people put our messages on Twitter like, oh, um, you know, RIP Stephen Hawking, you're free now, you're free from your chair, well, oh, now you can walk again in heaven. Messages that maybe not well thought out, but had good intent. I can see where the offense comes from, but this woman, you know, her tweet was like, to all of you blanks who said, like, Stephen Hawking's free from his chair now, you're basically saying he was better off dead. Let's pause right there. Nobody was saying anyone's better off dead. I think what they were saying, the message is very similar to, it was like saying, uh, when people say they're in a better place. That's not saying that everyone who's alive right now is better off dead. It's just saying, it's just trying to comfort people. And I don't know, what, what did you think? What did you think about that, China? Like people saying like, he's, he's, he can walk now or stuff like that. Um, I didn't really see a problem with it, to be honest. I don't think that they meant it maliciously. Um, especially because it's Stephen, Hawk Stephen Hawkins. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Um, he's so important. I don't think people would be so horrible and so malicious about him not saying that it's okay when they do it to other people but i don't think it is that big of a deal i think that these days people just want any reason to be upset that's um, a, true yeah like good point do you like what do you tj look I, like that's trying to say honestly honestly I, I agree with you a lot but i'm just gonna play devil's advocate okay none, go on. Of, none of us are disabled as far as i know like, <laughs> i can walk and i'm very happy i can walk but if i wasn't right i'd feel a little bad if people saying hmm at least he's dead so he can walk now I think it came from a good place, though. Yeah, I think that's important to note. Because yeah. if these lot were saying, ah, now you can walk now, then that's a bit like, okay, chill out. Yeah. But nobody, clearly nobody, like, it's Stephen Hawking. He's, he's been a loved figure for how, how long. <laughs> but but I can see the offense. Um, he's an admired man. Highly admired. And he deserved it. He's, changed the, he's literally changed the world we perceive, like, space and time. He changed, changed how we think about a lot of very important topics. Um, 
But there was another tweet in relation to that because I was looking through this woman's profile. Not a very happy woman. But, you know, um, I don't know why. But I was looking through... I was looking through her profile, seeing some of the things she retweeted. And she retweeted this other woman who was talking about... Um, she said something along the lines of, Stephen Hawkins is an example of what happens when you give disabled people all the resources. She said so many... She was basically saying, like, there's a lot of Stephen Hawkins out there, but we are not given the resources um, to proceed. I disagree vehemently with that statement because I, when I look at Stephen Hawkins, I've never looked at him as an example of what happens when you get everything. I've looked at him as an example of what you can do despite things happening to you. Like, whether he could walk or not, it was his mind that made him who he was. So he would have been the exact same person. So I don't, I don't really necessarily agree with her in that sense. Also, it was just shocking to, to me to read because it, it seems like in today's day and age, 2018, everybody has a struggle. I was like, disabled people really feel pressed. I didn't know who, who hates disabled people. Uh, Does anyone? It's not about hating disabled people. Who's like, holding them down? <clears throat> society, they feel like society, but, the society itself. I but, think like, but, that definitely the disabled people have gotten um, they they've gotten a lot of more help now than they have in the past. A lot more, like say for like workplaces and stuff like that, they're more likely to um, hire someone that's disabled now mm. than before. They're I, just gonna look at you and be like, okay, they probably can't work. They're gonna give you equal opportunities, and I think that is like. I don't think that a lot of people are. I don't really. I don't hear about people being. That's the thing. Like I, I understand what you're talking about in the workplaces. I, I get that, but it was just the way the way this woman was wording the message. You could have changed every time she said disabled to black, and I would have got it, because she was talking about it as if there's an agenda against disabled people. And as far as I know, I, I ain't got a problem with disabled people. But it's not that you don't have a problem. You obviously you don't have a problem with them, right? But, and most people don't have a problem with disabled people, hopefully. Yeah. But they're still a part of society that's ignored massively. Like I think the number is like one in ten families have a disabled child. Just right. as children, like ten percent of the people in this country are disabled, at least. Like that ranges from things just you know, mobility issues to cerebral palsy to Down syndrome. It's a massive spectrum. And they feel like they're marginalised and ignored because the facilities they need aren't there at the level that they need them. Do you mm. know what I mean? I understand. See, I mean, that's why I got TJ on the, on the show. He's book read. I used to work for a disability charity. Really? Oh, yeah. Oh, so I guess you had to be read up on this. I mean, but the thing is, if she was to put it like that, if she would have said, this is why we need more of this, this and this. I can't, I mean, because the thing is, if an argument is rational, how are you going to disagree with that? Like what you just said, how am I going to argue against that? I'm, I'm not. It make it makes sense. My my whole thing is it almost seems like nowadays, in order to get heard, you have to be radical. Where I I truly believe ninety nine percent of the time, logical discussion will out outwin unless unless it's something like violent, like things like the Black Lives Matter movement, things like that, where people are dying purely because of prejudice or racism, that's when you've got to get up and be like, yo. But stuff like, you know, mental health and stuff where they may be being ignored and, and people don't realise, because I didn't realise it. And, you know, I don't know if it's something I can do. But if it's something like that, that's not a violent thing, mm. you don't need to be angry about it because this woman actually seemed furious. Like, just, just inform people, because I saw the tweet. It's her life, though. Can you blame her for being mad about the way... I can't blame her for that, but... The way people perceive, like, people in her situation. Yeah, but I can blame her for saying, I hate ableist Twitter. I didn't know ableist was a word. <laughs> you didn't know ableist was a word? What, what's ableist? It's when you're... Uh, Able-bodied? It's, like, it's like sexist. It's when you're discriminatory against disabled people. See? But, but that's the thing. You can call people sexist. You can't call nobody able... Who's walking around just kicking people out of wheelchairs? <laughs> that doesn't happen. Uh, it's it's not that's it's like it's ableism is like if you go to a place and it's a popular place but there's no disabled accessibility mm -hmm. that that's that's, that's an ableism. oversight that's an oversight that is 
that's ingrained in society. When okay. they build places, most of them don't accommodate for a large percentage of people that live in the country. I understand. I understand. But do you believe that mm. the people who are not building a ramp are doing it because they mm. dislike... That's, that's a good point. Obviously, like I said, no one like overtly hates disabled people. Yeah, but this one was tweeting like that. You know, and the thing is, I'm all for being proud mm. about who you are and the situations that you're in. They may not be good, but if you're working through it, that's beautiful. And, you know, Stephen Hawkins, how often did people even talk about him, like, being disabled? Like, it, he was known more for... His mind. Exactly. Then, then, oh, that's, um, you know. So... Exactly. But this one was almost talking about it like it's a race, like being disabled is a race. Mm. Because, let's be completely honest here. Every single disabled person on the planet, if you gave them a button and said, press this and you're going to be fine, they're all pressing Ooh, it. Ooh, this is controversial. It, no, but I'm just, I'm, and I'm not, I'm not saying nothing against them. That, and nothing. That woman would actually, she would explode into flames if she heard you say She that. would press the button. She, she would press nah, that button. She wouldn't. She's too she proud. wouldn't be exploding. Nah, she would, she would catch on fire. But proud of, but, she's, but you just said it, she's too proud. She's too proud, proud of what? Proud of the, proud of who she is. She, you can she, be proud of who you she are. Feels like she's overcome something, and if she she chooses an option, like if she pressed that button, everyone wants to be better than who they are, though, don't they? Mm, but exactly. exactly. See, that's the problem. You everyone said, wants to be more hench, more skinnier. She, but you exactly. Said better, you said better. Hair. You said better. That's the first word you said. Everyone wants to be better, but okay. she perceives that that the she, way your mindset. How she is. Uh, yeah. the, the main mission of uh, I work for Scope. The main mission of Scope is to work with disabled families, disabled children, disabled right. people in general, give them like support, emotional, practical support, in, install ramps in their houses, all that kind of stuff. But their main mission is to address stigma towards disability. The fact that you said, oh, everyone wants to be better, is that's the, that's the thing that is pissing this woman off. Like she, oh. she perceives everyone like saying, oh, he can walk in heaven now, as them saying, you're not good enough when you're disabled. Okay, I un I understand the point. I understand mm. the personal thing. Yeah. But let's be completely honest. What's better, being able to walk or not? <laughs> and I'm not I'm not even saying that on like a you know a bad level. Yeah. Because that it's called disability for a reason. Right. Honestly, you're right, man. So like, what's this? But it's just a, it's a like what's better? One is clearly it's clear. It's a disadvantage. Yes, it's a disadvantage. And I'm not holding that against no one, but I'm just saying, let's not act as if it isn't. Be proud, be happy, overcome, you know, work hard to overcome your situation. That's what Stephen Hawking said. The guy couldn't walk, couldn't talk, you know, and yet he still is one of the greatest minds of all time. But he would have definitely walked if he could have. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So, you know, that was just a little one. We're going to move on past that. Um... I want to talk about this Bruno Mars cultural appropriation one. Ugh. There's a there's a clip that I need to play first. Uh, it's this, this young woman. She's quite heated about the situation. And she had a lot to say about Bruno Mars and why he's popular. So let's go ahead and play that. 100% is a cultural appropriator. He is racially ambiguous. He is not black at all. And he plays up his racial ambiguity to be able to do what Jameer says, cross genres and go into different places. And you guys are bringing up Michael Jackson. Number one, me personally, like I don't even think that Michael Jackson now in this day and age will be able to get to the point that he got Facts. previously. Facts. And a huge part of that is because people have realized that they prefer their black music and their black culture from a non-black face. And you have, so I, I'm talking, so you can just, 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 because I'm talking right now. And in a lot of different ways, and in a lot of different, and in a lot of different ways, we have artists now that are much more willing to step into quote unquote black genres that we're not willing to do it when, like, they didn't want to do it. They didn't want to be in black music. Black music was seen a certain type of way. We've reached a point now where hip hop recently surpassed rock and roll as the most listened to genre in the United States. Black American culture has reached a certain point in this time period that it was not out when Michael Jackson was popping. Like, they, people have to campaign to get Michael Jackson's videos that's played on MTV. Oh, MTV. We yeah. are not in that same time period right now. So that's even a false equivalency to even try to break up Michael Jackson's career and compare that to Bruno Mars. And I also want to say that Bruno Mars is not an original artist in the same way that Michael Jackson was an original artist, in the same way that Prince was an original artist. What Bruno Mars does is he takes pre-existing work and he just completely word for word 
recreates it, extrapolates it. He does not change it. He does not improve upon it. He does not make it better. He's a karaoke singer. He's a wedding singer. He's the person you hired to do Michael Jackson and Prince. Chill. Yes. Bruno Mars has an album of the year, and Prince never won an album of the year. Wow. So how you gonna say? Wow. So how you gonna say? People that are originators, that are originators in the funk genre, that are originators in the R&B, the New Jack Swing. Bobby Brown and New Edition don't have no album of the year Grammy. Bruno Mars got that Grammy because white people love him because he's not black, period. The issue Facts. is we want our black culture from non-black bodies. Facts. And Bruno Mars Facts. is like, I'll give it to you. Okay. So let me let me quickly just summarize it. Uh, basically, this young lady... Um, she's quite fine as well, by the way. <laughs> I'm on her Twitter page right now. Okay, you know, she's a queen, right? I ain't gonna front, but I'm not with you on this one, sister. Now, she's um basically saying that the only reason Bruno Mars is as popular as he is and as big as he is is because um the public and the media have decided that we prefer to get our black stuff from a non-black face um and you know and it's cultural appropriation if you don't know that's what cultural appropriation really is people outside of the culture taking things and using it for profit okay so a couple questions i'm gonna answer first do i believe cultural appropriation is a thing 100 percent. it is definitely a thing that happens you can look you can find examples easily of it happening more so throughout the 90s and early 2000s, because nowadays with SoundCloud and whatnot, it's kind of hard to culturally appropriate because there's no one like telling them what to do. They're just putting it out themselves. But do I think Bruno Mars is a cultural appropriator? No way. And I'm going to break down uh, this young lady's argument, you know, structurally. And then then I'll hear what, what you lot think about it. Um. Bruno Mars is a Latino man raised in Honolulu, Hawaii. So he's not black. That's she was right about that. Not black. Um he does get his influences from Prince Michael Jackson and that whole new swag new jack swing genre which was popular in like the 70s and early 80s. However, not once has he hidden from this. He has been very open, very clear about his influences, the sort of music he listened to when he was growing up. And um, you can see, I mean, the whole song Uptown Funk is in its own way a dedication to the New Jack Swing genre. Um, the music video of a finesse, uh, that's, that whole thing is an homage to the 90s, you know, like the Fresh Prince style clothes they were wearing. It had In Living Color at the end. Bruno Mars has been very clear about where what he like what he he identifies his culture with the thing i believe people getting confused with nowadays and a lot of people on twitter and whatnot do this we're confusing the terms culture and heritage your heritage is connected to your race so for example if um if me and ria went to the same school knew all the same people listened to all the same music and whatnot however she showed up to me one day trying to talk patois. I'm gonna be like, you need to fall back. Cause that's my heritage. That's, uh, that's from Jamaica. You know, and, and I'm Jamaican. Culture is different. Your culture is based on who you were raised with, how you were raised, and your interests. Me, Andrea, if we're raised in the same area, we have the same friends, we watch the same shows, listen to the same music, then we're of the same culture. So in a, in a way, what I'm trying to say is, um, and you got to listen carefully, black culture, like, no, the culture is black, but black isn't culture. It's like your race does not define your culture. However, what I can and I can see how it's easy to get confused because all the trendsetters, the major trendsetters of the last 20, 30 years have been black. If you're talking Kanye West to Jay-Z to 50 Cent to um, you know, all the black fashion designers, um, black, black people have been influencing music, fashion and everything for so long that there are white people out there who have been born into a black culture. 
So I do not hold it against them. Who am I? Who am I to say that they can't? I mean, like, if they're seeing this everywhere, then I can't say no. If Bruno Mars was raised in like Alabama, he'd never seen a black person in his life. He'd never listened to any of these songs or anything. And then all of a sudden, he's coming out like this. I'd understand. The best example of a cultural appropriation for me is Iggy Azalea, <laughs> Australian Australian girl. Um, moves to Miami. Not moves to Miami. She's not even from the South. Yet she's rapping in a Southern accent about all these things. So none of that is her. So I would understand that. But Bruno Mars, um, I don't really get that one. I don't know. So what do you lot think about that? You, TJ, you got any thoughts on it? I do not listen to any of Bruno Mars's music. <laughs> like I'm the like the, I'm not like not a fan. I'm just you just yeah, don't I just see don't, it. Yeah, I, I don't understand. appreciate it enough. But I know a lot about cultural appropriation. Okay. Mm, he's the he's he's the worst example she should she could have right now. Yeah, there are so many better people she. That's could what be I was saying. After exactly like Bruno Mars, he's basically been claimed by black people. Like for like you said, he grew up in the culture. Like you like he knows he's been open about his past and his interests and stuff, mm-hmm. and he's been immersed in black culture or at least his his type of black culture his entire life, and he's put that into his music. And her going after him for that. It's 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 short sighted. It's stupid. There are better people to be going after because they're actually appropriating. Iggy Azalea is a perfect example. If if that whole video replaced the name Bruno Mars with, with Iggy, Iggy Azalea, Azalea, and this whole conversation is different, okay, yeah. I would be a hundred percent on the side. Because as I said, I'm not denying cultural appropriation. It's a real thing. You can even say Kim Kardashian as well. All of a sudden, she got a big ass and she's dating all these rappers. <laughs> I mean, you know, she she was raised in Beverly Hills. What does she know about that lifestyle? So she could. There were so many better names for her to pick, and yeah, you know, I I really hate to disagree, but I'm not gonna sit up here and lie just for the sake of just for the sake of the point. So she was making good points. She was just used the wrong person. Also, I do want to talk to him when she said she doesn't believe Michael Jackson would have made it in this era. Uh, if she's talking about. The little kid allegations, he definitely would have been out here. Because can you imagine seeing that on Twitter? Michael Jackson found in bed with like kids. These definitely that's he's gone. But in terms of the music, he made it in the eighties and nineties where MTV weren't playing black videos and they weren't playing black songs on the radio, and he still became who he was. So you really think today, where there's no real barriers to getting in? Michael Jackson would have run this ever, I believe, because his music was undeniable. But, you know, um, China, Ria, any thoughts on that? Um, no, I've got the same thoughts as you. I don't, I think it's ridiculous. And I, as I said before about the disabled thing, sounds a bit mean, but I honestly think that people just want any reason to, um, to be angry. And I feel like a lot of black people as well, they, they don't like to... I can put this in a way that sounds... They don't like to see other people doing well. They don't. <laughs> like, wrong. like, literally, they'll be like, okay, oh my God, look, this new clothing line came out, but it wasn't a black person. Oh, but da, 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 it wasn't a black person. But it wasn't black. It's not black enough. It's not this, not that. Yeah, like, it's Black enough, black enough. That's like, exactly it's black, so, black enough. it's just so jarring, see, like... Here's my, here's my thing with that. I'm never gonna, I'm never gonna hate on black people for, for loving black. I'm, but... I feel like the way we're going about it, because it's new to us, mm. self, self-hatred self and mental slavery has been a problem that we've been dealing with for the last 400 years and still are. So it's new to us. I think we need to take more of the quiet support approach, as in when you look into Asian neighborhoods, when you look into Jewish neighborhoods, they're supporting each other all the time. They're not. They, they, are they? Asians uh, hate each other. They, no, no, they hate to see other people do well. Well, <laughs> well okay, so I'll just Especially say... if they're, wrong, they're the wrong kind of Asian. Yeah, well, but, okay, well, I'll just say Jewish neighborhoods then. <laughs> if, you look in, if you look into they're Jewish better. neighborhoods, they're all supporting each other. Mm. They're just not... They're just doing it quietly. And I feel like that's that. I feel like that's what we need to do. And um, we can't be quiet, man. I'm sorry. We, I mean, well, we we're, the, we're, 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 we're we're a passionate race. What exactly. can I say? But what I will say is that you're not going to get nowhere just hating on everyone else. You don't see, and that's that is the thing about us, kind of that I, I I'm not too thrilled about. But I don't do it myself, so I can't really complain. We 
expect everyone to uphold us while we bash everyone else. And I don't think that's not going to get us nowhere. Honestly, okay. That's can not... I just say one thing? Go on. Right? Oh, no, I can feel like people are going to get so upset about this. You're like a self-hating Negro. No, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. Okay, go on. But like, I feel like this day and age as well, a black person will go to someone and be like overtly racist towards them. But as soon as they say something back, they'll be like, wow, I can't believe you just said that. Like black people can't be racist, didn't you know that? Yeah, yeah, I know. Apparently, they personally, can't. I don't think we can. Like, and I'm gonna explain that. I'm gonna explain why I don't think oh, we can. Oh, please explain you can that. Okay, please, I'm begging you. The term racist, prejudice <clears throat> plus power. Exactly, no. prejudice plus power. Where's the power? Some of us have power, but opportunity is, is power. Hmm? Opportunity is power. And we all have opportunity. We have Twitter is not an opportunity. If I call a guy a cracker on Twitter, <laughs> that ain't doing nothing. Shit. Yeah, but it still hurts someone the same way that if they say something to What hurts hurt more, you? reading text or getting lashed in my back like my ancestors no, were? But you I'm haven't just, got lashed, Zach. Hey. This is the issue. Spiritually. Okay, slavery, I'm not saying that everyone should forget about slavery. Never forget about slavery because it was such a big thing. Listen, we, okay, have, no, a, we have a one minute silence for, for the Holocaust every damn year. Yeah, what okay. And we have Black History Month. What did, come on, what, they tried to give it to a white guy. You see what they did in Boston? What did they do in Boston? In Boston, the Boston Police Department tweeted, they were like, for Black History Month, we're honoring, it was some basketball coach, some white guy, because he was the first coach to, to um, have black players on the team. What? Yeah. Yeah. Why are you honoring a white guy on Black History Month? <laughs> because Does that make any sense? <laughs> Like it's that, and that's the sort of stuff that gets us vexed. We're an angry race because we've been through it. And, not, and I'm not... I'm, I'm, well, yeah, I'm no, saying, your but ancestors have been through it. No, no, no. We've been through it. We, we've been through it because the, the, the um, slavery spilled over into Jim Crow, into all, all sorts of... Um, what's the word I'm looking for? What's the word I'm looking for? Just, you know, just prejudice and um, institutional racism has been around and is still around. I'm, I mean, I, I'm saying that ang- anger and lashing out at other races for no reason is not, it's not going to get us nowhere. However, once you read up on things, like every, I feel like every black person at some point in their life, they read up on everything and they get angry. I used to get angry. I don't get angry anymore, man. I don't really get angry anymore because I've known about this stuff for a long time. Yeah, yeah. once you know, once you know all of well, not but but initially, but initially, when you read about it, you might just tweet, "Shut up, cracker." (laughs) You might. I don't think I will. No, no, I'm I'm not saying that I will. But then, because I'm part. If someone said, "Shut up, nigga," you can imagine the. (laughs) No, first of all. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. I I can imagine. I wish a cracker would. No, I'm joking. Like, but but, have but white friends. <laughs> huh? We all have white friends. Yeah. Why are you saying that? You're like, I have white friends. That's that's what they say. But we're gonna we're gonna move on from this, you know. We're wasting a lot of time on it. But we will come back to it at some point. The moral of the story is cultural appropriation is a thing, however, Bruno Mars is not. Right, next up, this OJ Simpson lost confession. Um those of you who don't know, back in like 2006, O.J. Simpson released that book. It was called "If I Did It," referring to the murders of Nicole Simpson, his his ex-wife, and Ronald Goldman, her lover. Um, it was it's one of the most famous. I mean, probably it is the most famous case of all time because he got off. You know, found found innocent in a jury of his peers. However, the general consensus was he got away with murder. And black people were happy. I just want to be clear. We weren't happy because a murderer got off. Because even then, we, we've always known he did it. I'm, le- I'm letting white people in. We knew. Yeah, we, 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 <laughs> we all knew. But it's not that we were happy a murderer got off. It was more of a taste of your own medicine thing. Because historically, how many times in history has a rich white person done something or how many times have police way too many how many times did police kill and they completely got off and the shock the shock and horror that white people felt after the oj simpson case that was just a little taste of what we feel daily so fast forward to 2006 he's releasing this book called if i did it and it's very funny because if you look at the cover of the book the if is tiny 
So the cover of the book basically just says, I did it. And the premise of the book is a hypothetical description of the murder. So he's basically saying, if I did it, here's how I would have done it. That alone is very ballsy, considering you just got offered. Like, if I got off a murder, you're not seeing me again. But he was like, I want to release a book describing the murder. So... Jeopardy can't be tried again for it. It's true. Might as well make some money. But what a, what a lot of people didn't know is at the same time there was an interview recorded and it was called OJ's Confessions, which was basically him doing the book, but in an actual interview sense. However, they pulled it. They didn't. They didn't release it. You know, for obvious reasons. And I believe the family was not happy with him talking about murdering someone of their family on live tv however it was released recently and i've got to tell you this guy really did that of course he did it like but i'm gonna play the clip the thing is i always knew he did it but when you hear him he really did it <laughs> well, i'm gonna play the clip right now and let's go through this together hypothetical yes. why don't you tell me what might have happened on the night of june 12th 1994 <laughs> And let's just walk yeah, through the I, Well, first of all, this is very difficult for me to do this. Uh, it was very difficult for me because it's hypothetical. I know hypothetical. and I accept the fact that people are going to feel whatever way they're going to feel. <laughs> In the book, the hypothetical is... Uh, uh, Charlie. Uh, Pulse uh, Charlie. <laughs> uh, this guy, Charlie, shows up. The guy who I recently become friends with. And uh, I don't know why you had been by the Cole's house, but it told me you wouldn't believe what's going on over there. And uh, and I remember thinking, well, whatever's going on over there has got to stop, right? Uh, in the hypothetical, I put on a cap and gloves. Right. Yeah. And um, you reached under the seat for? Um, a knife. I always kept a knife, a knock car for the crazies and stuff, because you can't travel with a gun. And I remember Charlie saying, you ain't bringing that. And I didn't, right? But I believe he took it. As things got heated, uh, I just remember the call fell and hurt herself. And uh, this guy kind of got into a karate thing. And I said, well, you think you can kick my ass? And I remember I grabbed the knife. I do remember that portion, taking the knife from Charlie. And to be honest, after that, I don't remember. Except I'm standing there and there's all kind of stuff around and... Um, um, what kind of stuff? Butt and stuff around. You know, we, you know, I hate to say this, but this is not going to I know we got to back up again. Right. right. So, everyone in this room, did that sound hypothetical to you? <laughs> no, not at all. When I, when I use the term <laughs> hypothetical, I'm normally talking about also, if you like hearing something, by the way, these are literally having a birthday speech outside. I don't know what's going on. I feel to join in after the show. But um, these are, when I say hypothetical, it's always something wild. I'll be like, oh, hypothetically, China, if I was to slap you in your face right now, what are you going to do? Something that's not really going to happen. This guy detailed the environment. He detailed what was in his car, the argument with his wife, the guy handing him the knife. And then he even says, I remember that clearly. He says stuff like that. How can you remember something hypothetical? That's true. <laughs> How can you remember something hypothetical? And then at the end, after you see that little like five seconds of silence when he realized what he just said and he's like, oh, this is hypothetical. This guy really killed people. <laughs> and uh, you notice uh, when you watch that, he left out the stuff that would have like actually implicated him. Like he said, there was stuff around. He yeah. said, oh, I forgot what happened after. I looked around. There was a stuff. What kind of stuff is laying? You mean dead people? I mean, we need to find this Charlie guy. People are people are speculating that Charlie's like him, like the voice in his head, because people he's OJ Simpson's never had a friend called Charlie. Like, there's no family member, so people don't know who this is. Cause really, people don't know who this Charlie guy is. Because like, because when when he says the story, Charlie's the one who gave him the knife. Charlie's the one who was, you know, who he said that Charlie called me and was like, um, the guy's at your wife's house. So this Charlie guy must have been pretty close to know where his wife lived and whatnot. So, you know, people are speculating that Charlie's either the voice in his head or, or his son. You know, people are speculating. But the point is, this guy really did that. Like, if you still thought he was innocent after watching that clip, you need to check yourself in. 
because that is clear as day. Um, and the reason I really brought this up is because I want to... <laughs> this, is, this is a message to black people again. We're a bit too forgiving sometimes. It's because they said, am I allowed to, am I allowed to say nigger on this? You said, oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, you can okay. say that. I can, I can say it. Okay. Yeah, they said nigger on the trial. So once they said nigger on the trial, black people are just like, okay, game over. We're supporting this <laughs> man no matter what. <laughs> but we were, I mean, I feel like we were supporting him anyway. But but he's not the only one. Because, you know, I think as black people, we got to just admit a couple of things. OJ Simpson killed them. Michael Jackson touched those kids. Yeah, yeah. And R. Kelly peed on those girls. <laughs> he peed on them again, man. He has a. Did you not hear about that sex? Cult? I heard that he had a cult he, he recently. Has, he's got a sex cult. Not not. I heard. <laughs> he has a sex cult. I wouldn't be surprised. And we're not going to move forward as a race until we admit these things. Because <laughs> there are people out there who will fight you if you say Michael Jackson touched those kids. He did. He okay. definitely did that. Still alleged though. And he's dead. So <laughs> it don't matter. It don't matter anymore. He's dead. I, I mean, it's. It kind of matters. Yeah. Because we hold him up. I mean, and it's like... That's... By the way, this party is really distracting me. I don't know if you look and hear this. I'm going to listen back to it, but this is really distracting. Um, Michael Jackson, the whole point of his case was him saying, I did sleep in the bed. I just didn't touch them. Mm. When that is the main point of your defense, <laughs> you definitely did something you shouldn't have been doing. Why are you even in bed with them? <laughs> I, I do blame the. But whose kids were they? They were like some they, rich they were, white they were, kids. No, no, no. They were kids that were like dying of cancer. Were they? Yeah, it was like terminally ill children. I didn't know they were terminally. Ill. I thought they were just white he, kids in the room. No, he got you know about Neverland. He's basically yeah. got like a whole. His house is a theme park, so he would have terminally ill kids come over and he would like show them that he has a zoo. He's got Ferris wheels, roller coasters, and shit oh, in his right. house. So yeah, this guy is a mastermind. If, by if the you're way. dying, basically, if you're dying and you're a kid, Michael Jackson's basically like Charlie. Char, Char, was it Willy Wonka? Willy Wonka. Like he's got his own. He's got his own little thing. Though. This guy is a genius. Let I'm, me tell you why. No. <laughs> I'm gonna tell you why he's a genius. I, 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 I think I know what you're gonna say. <laughs> Go. This guy knew the evidence would be expiring very soon. Uh. That's why he only did it to terminally ill children. Wow. I feel like we gotta give it out to him for that. You know what the messed up thing is? Every time those kids came to the trial, they said they had like weeks to live. Those yes. kids lived for years. So they lied to him. That's how they got him. <laughs> Michael Jackson probably been doing this, but all the kids died a week later. And then one of them was like, I need to make some money off of this, you know. Fair I, enough. I, I, got, I got cerebral palsy. I'm gonna die in five weeks. Can cerebral I go ride palsy? your elephant? Like he know he know <laughs> like when someone off and he and Michael Jackson just he just shows that Michael Jackson pulls out some wine some pills <laughs> like this kid knew it was gonna go down he just wanted to get paid and he clearly did like they settled that out of court this kid got stronger every time Michael Jackson saw him yeah, I mean, do you know do you know Dave Chappelle yeah Dave Chappelle's got uh, the the best the best skit on this he, I'm stealing some of his jokes but I'm not a comedian <laughs> you need to watch that shit Michael Jackson he, he'll he'll rest in peace as a legend just because those kids. They basically got what they wanted out of it. Well, he financial. I mean, he clearly got what he wanted too. But um, Jesus. Michael Jackson did that, and you know I'm done trying to stick up for this guy. He did it. OJ Simpson's a murderer. OJ Simpson's a murderer. R. Kelly <laughs> has a video. R. Kelly's the worst. There's a. <laughs> That's the funniest one, because you know up until now the OJ that was kind of speculative. Mm. Michael Jackson, you know, could be speculative. There is a video. Of R. Kelly urinating on a 15-year-old girl. As in, wait. Okay. And he still got off. Is she like, how is it? Is she like... On her knees. She's on her knees. Or just waiting and R. Kelly just rolls up. He rolls up. He does it it's, it's, He does it in a weird order, actually. Because he busts, then he pees, then he busts again. That is spectacular body <laughs> that, control. That's the right order. That so exactly disgusting. It's disgusting, but it's spectacular body control. Again, <laughs> that man, obviously, his body is his temple. I thought we were cussing him out. I don't know why you're admiring I'm him. Not, <laughs> I'm not admiring him. I'm just saying, you know, it is what it is. But there's a video and he still got off. So, but we just like, need to... We, need to we, can't, we can't move forward until we admit That's those so those, those things happen. We can't move forward. On to, and I feel like we're ready to let OJ go because this video, we can't really. And R. Kelly, to be fair, his music don't really do that. He, he still tours because fat, fat women love him. Mm. But like, he's still... No, no offense. I love my big sisters. But um, he still tours, but his music don't really do numbers like that. And obviously, Michael Jackson um is dead now. But I just... 
I feel like in the future we need to be a bit more strict. You know, we don't have to support every black person because you know there's a few bad eggs in every bunch. Um, speaking of bad eggs, I want to talk about this Big Sean Cheating scandal. Now it came out. Janae Ike. I'm going to say this first. Janae Ike came out and said he didn't cheat. They're still together and whatnot. However, I feel like the principle still apply. Because everybody was coming at Big Sean for cheating on her. Do people not remember who Janae Aiko is? She was engaged. And then she left oh. her fiancé for Big Sean. She's known to say things like, like, she don't, like if a guy ain't cheating her, right, she's just going to leave. I feel like that's a huge double standard. When, whenever men, like this whole men are trash thing has been going on for about two years now. And anything a man does, you know, girls come at us, we got to take it. Whenever a woman does something trashy, it's upheld as if, yes, queen, go on. Yeah, she had to get that, she had to get out of that situation. She did the right thing. And I've never understood this. Janae Aiko is trash. She, she, she literally, if, a, if that voice. was... Yeah, if that was a guy, imagine if it was a guy who left his fiance for another woman. Happens all the time. They would no, but I mean like Fave if like it was Big Sean, level, yeah, right? if it was Big Sean who left his fiance for Janae Aiko, this guy would be getting slandered every single day. But Janae Aiko, she did that, and all of a sudden, he, if he was to cheat on her, everyone's taking her side. You know, I mean, there's an old saying: if they do it with you, they'll do it to you. So if, if your relationship has started based on cheating, I don't know why any of us will act surprised if that's how it ends as well. But Tanu and Rio in particular, what do you all think about this double standard that girls can be trash but guys can't? Oh, let me tell you. Go on. So I have a theory that I tell everyone. I haven't said to you actually, but my theory is everyone is trash. <laughs> everyone is trash, right? Yeah. But. But. When choosing who you want to be with, it depends what level of trash you're let you're willing to deal with. <laughs> it's true though. Everyone is trash. No, everyone not in, and not trash in the sense trash. that not in the sense that they will cheat on you, but they mm. will do something trashy in a any bit of trash. They'll just do trash that will hurt you. That will hurt you. And I think women and men are both guilty of it. But the, I wouldn't say it's just men or it's just women. No, the thing is though, both are guilty. You're correct. My issue is with. When women do it, it's getting almost praised. So, what do you think about that? I mean, I can't. I can't talk for other people that I'm not gonna say. I wouldn't say that I praise it. I'm. I'm the first one to call people trash. So, At the end of the day, I can't speak for other people though. They might have their reason for upholding women, like the whole like you know, women's this and that. It's, it's the same reason why black people support OJ. Exactly. It's because oppression. <laughs> women funny. have been oppressed for years, and now Tell they're them again oppressed, <laughs> oppressed, <laughs> oppressed because they have, like I said, opportunity is power, and they have not been given those opportunities that men have. Like instrumentally throughout societies around the world, women have been um, not given the same rights as men. So now that they're equal or more equal, they can. Women they're going to support equal. any. They're going to support women no matter what. That's what. Well, that's just wrong, then. Yeah. If they're equal, then shouldn't they also be called trash? Exactly, but I can't call well, a woman men, trash. Men, men are called. No, you can. I'll call. I'll call a woman trash. If she's. But if you, she's if you call a woman water. trash, people, everyone will come for you. Yeah, they will. Make exactly. Them come, make them come, I'm, yeah. But I'm saying you can do it. But I'm. I'm talking about what is. I'm not talking about what we physically can and can't do. <laughs> I'm talking about what is yeah, socially acceptable. accepted. Yeah. yeah. So it's not accepted to call a woman. If I was to get on Twitter and be like, Janae Aiko is a piece of garbage for leaving her fiance for Big Sean, everyone's going to come at me like, well, if her fiance weren't doing it right, she okay, has to wait, find wait, somebody. Wait. Furthermore, actually, another point. Furthermore. Can you face if, the mic? Go on. If, okay, you're saying that she's trash for leaving her, her, her fiance. Yes, she is. What if she didn't love him anymore? What if she didn't want to be with him anymore? Yeah. Let us then, know. Then, okay, because I've had this, this situation so many times lately, right? Not mm. myself, but people talking to me about it. And, like, my main thing is that if you don't want to be with someone anymore, you shouldn't force yourself to be with someone. It's not obligatory that you must be with this person just because they want to be with you. No. And in the same sense, it, regardless of the fact that he is her fiancé, she doesn't, it's not obligatory that she must be with him. No, the thing is, here's my thing. There can't be an overlap. Now, if the relationship's not working out, 
take time, figure it out, be single for a while. She was still very much engaged when her and Big Sean were recording their joint album. Which tells me there was some overlap because right after the album came out, that's when Big Sean and Janae Eichel started going out. So there was some overlap. In other words, she was cheating for a little bit before she cut she off the marriage. She may not have been cheating. She, was cheating though. she uh, could have just she been like cheating. chilling. She was chatting. definitely I cheating. Think she was cheating. <laughs> didn't, didn't Big Sean start dating um, Janae after he broke up with Ariana Grande? Like yeah. literally a few months after. So they months. must have been seeing each other. The key yeah, term okay. is months. Like two or three months. They must have been seeing each other before though. No, but a, a, a few months is different to while I'm engaged. Yeah. That, that, that's yeah, a you minus. You lost the engagement a long time ago. Yeah, exactly. You don't know that. Just because she's not doing anything with him at all. I'll tell, you why, I'll tell you how I do know that because Kid Cudi now has beef with Big Sean because it was Kid Cudi's best friend who she was engaged to. That keys. Hmm? That guy that she's always talking about in her music. Okay. I, I don't know, but I, I, don't, I can't remember his name. Keys. I can't remember his name exactly, but that's like Kid Cudi's best friend. And Kid Cudi was angry with Big Sean, which implies that that was a home wreck, a home wrecker situation. I, I, feel, I feel like I understand. I feel I feel like I just cracked why there's the double standard. Go on. I, I forgot this, but there's I can't remember the numbers, but the reason why men and women cheat are drastically right. different. Men tend to cheat for lust. And it's always been perceived that way. When you see in TV, yeah, exactly. In TV shows, in movies, when a man's cheating, it's because he wants some, he wants something new. He wants like, he's 40, he's 45 years old. He's been married for 15 years. He he wants a 20 year old, like model or some shit. Women cheat because they're in situations where they, where they're either being controlled or they don't love the man or the man doesn't love them. They feel like they're not being, they're not receiving what they feel like they deserve. So they find someone that will give that to them. Men cheat because they want some new pum pum. I'm sorry. That's so here's the solution then. Women don't cheat. Oh, they cheat. They do cheat, yeah. Cheat. No, but I'm saying, I'm telling you, don't cheat. That's the solution. All oh, right. Because you lot clearly can't handle this. <laughs> no, I'm telling you, guys, we can go spend the whole day with another woman, make love to her, look at her kids, you know, buy them gifts, come home and still be a good husband. And you'll never know. Some men. Some. Most, Some men. Men. Most men. Most men back Most in the day men. did. Okay, guys. You know let's, what? Let, okay. No, no, okay, no. Wait, okay. One thing I want to say. Go on. Is that I feel like men. Okay. Let me just have a little Talk men around. Me. Men sometimes have this crazy perception that all guys are the same. That all of them we can all, do. Yeah, no, they the do. Same. This whole thing like, oh, all, all guys are strong and all guys don't <laughs> get upset and don't cry. There are some real emotional guys out there, you know. Well, I'm not talking to them. That They, they will cheat. <laughs> they will talking. cheat and then cry in the same sport. Like, there's well, a then, lot then, of emotional well, guys they, out there. They count as females then. And I'm saying that females can't handle to- cheating. To- toxic masculinity. Here's, no, this is not toxic masculinity. Is, that's literally what... I'm I don't the, believe in it, but that's, that's what these feminists are talking about, bro. Well, you, hey. That's what you're... That's what feminists talking about. come onto the show and we can have the discussion. I will be a feminist for you. If you want me to, I'll be a feminist. <laughs> but the thing is, here's what I'm going to say, though. Cheating can help a relationship. Yeah. How? Now, Definitely. if you look back okay, in... How? How? You see back in the day how everyone used to talk about, oh, man, my gra- my grandparents were together 70 years. They love each other the same. Do you know why that relationship is still fresh? Because that guy was clearing his head at some other woman's house, his getting his rocks off, coming home, and he was able to he was able to, to be a good husband and father. You ladies expect a lot of us sometimes. It's hard not to cheat. Not that I, not that I'm a cheat. I don't think it's hard not to cheat. It, I, well, it, I as think if you like someone I, enough, you won't cheat. I, I, there's a different. Right, if you're in a relationship, if you're if you're married to your wife for 20 years and shit's dry, I, like figuratively, literally, something's dry. You need to change it up. You talk to your wife. You tell her that hey. Things ain't really that's going too smoothly. If you want to get into some freaky stuff, but I mean... Nah, she might, she might want to help you out, you know. You don't, might not have to cheat. She might be there with you, bro. You might, uh, you might be able to sort a little deal out. You might I don't to, know. Women are, bit, women are reasonable. You can negotiate sometimes. Women are reasonable. But anyway, I'm, I'm not going to go there. <laughs> you say women aren't reasonable. That's I'm, exactly not gonna, I'm not going to go there. Uh, don't even get me started You're about men. Go. We're going to we're we're gonna gonna move... Fight. <laughs> we're going to move to the hot take of the week. Now, my hot take this week is a, um, it's less of an angry one, more of a, an introspective one, you know. I, wanna, I want everyone to become the best person they can possibly be. So the hot take of this week 
is to look outside your bubble. Now, in life, you know, we're surrounded by all our friends. We're surrounded by the people that we follow on Twitter. We're surrounded by people that we know. So it's very easy to get drawn into a full sense of security about how the world should work and how other people need to think. For example, let me go back to the first topic, the um, angry lady in her wheelchair. I don't, she, she obviously genuinely has those feelings because her Twitter is probably full of like-minded people. Every day she probably talks to like-minded people who reinforce her on those feelings. So that's obviously why she feels that way. However, all it takes is to look outside your own bubble, try and find people that have a different thought process to you, have discussion with them, and then you can come to rational um, conclusion. You, you, if you are constantly talking to people who think the exact same things as you, you're never going to grow as a person because you're not going to hear anything new. I mean, I've got, I've got friends that like listen to the same music artists all the time. And if, if I only ever spoke to them, then I would never discover a new song, you know, and you might love that new song. So that's the hot take. Explore other opinions and not only opinions, look at facts because you, a lot of people don't read anymore i mean i was having an argument with this person um well, it wasn't really an argument it was more a debate because uh a friend of mine tweeted she was basically saying i don't understand how people can say if Aaliyah was still alive she would be bigger than beyonce and i replied to her tweet saying i agree i feel like Aaliyah would at best be as big as say ashanti or someone and some guy completely came at me about why I'm wrong. Keeping in mind, Aaliyah's been dead since 2001. So I can't be wrong. Like there's literally, if you're going by the facts, she she's not bigger than Beyonce because her career stopped in 2001. That's, that's a fact. But this guy was throwing all his opinions at me and not willing to change his mind. In the end, I, I couldn't be bothered to reply anymore. So I just said, listen, you can have your opinion. That's fine. And I'm going to have mine because we're clearly not going to change each other's mind. But we had a discussion. And some of the things he said were making valid points. And, you know, I've taken them in now. But looking at the facts, the actual numbers show that no matter what, Aaliyah would not have been on the level because her career ended in 2001. So if you can learn to accept facts and look at other people's opinions different than your own then that's how you're going to grow as a person and be able to think rationally and uh yeah that's the hot take of the week um i mean the show's done now might as well just wrap it up i want i really want to go and join that party outside to see, see what's going on whose birthday it is um as always you can find me uh, at modest jack on pretty much every form of social media china you want to shout out your stuff if you got any I don't, don't any, want to. I don't have Real, Don't want to shout out anything. Any projects coming up? I am gonna start a YouTube. You're gonna start a YouTube. Pretty oh, soon. What are you gonna be doing? What, what are you Tell us about. I'm doing YouTube. hair. I'm doing my natural hair. Natural hair. That's needed. That's needed. So yeah, I'm gonna do some. Two. I just got a treasure dress box. Any girls that do natural hair, subscribe to it. It's amazing. Twenty pounds a month, and you get loads of hair products that are full size, not just samples. Well, you heard yeah. it here first. Full size, not just samples. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> hey, we'll be, we'll, we'll be back next week. Um, you know, live, 7 p.m. Fridays, SoundCloud, iTunes, TuneIn, Stitcher. I don't know. All, all the podcast places, Mondays. I hope you enjoyed listening. Have a good day. Peace out.